Welcome to Adulting in Real Life with Jada Swirl. This is your host, Jerlyn. Welcome to episode two. And I basically spent all week talking myself out of doing this podcast. Um, I have a lot to think about because I'm staring at my wall, there's a dry erase board and I wrote on it, creativity takes courage. And this podcast, it's all about courage right now because as many of you guys know, who know me personally and know about this podcast already, I hate hearing myself recorded. So I have to get over that. (laughs) And I guess this is going to be one of my adulting lessons. So (laughs) as I grow and try to get used to this podcasting thing, I want to have this second episode about goal setting and the importance of setting a goal. See, I remember when I was younger, um, like I mentioned, I grew up in the Caribbean and I had a teacher who made us for one class assignment, write our long-term goals and our short-term goals. And I kind of subconsciously added this to every aspect of my life. And every time I haven't, if I went through a phase where I didn't write it down or I didn't make myself accountable, I remember how frustrated I used to get. So as I said, my blog um, I had since I was 15, I used to write in it and I would write goals and write things I want to do. I always wrote them down. And when I stopped doing that, I was so distracted. <laughs> but when Facebook came around, I started writing statuses out there and I'd write a list, things I wanted to do. Like before I turned 30, I had a 30 things I wanted to do before I was 30 and I went through it and a lot of my friends paid attention to it. I had some pretty lofty goals. And I just felt so accomplished for going through every list and checking that box. So today, I want to talk about goal setting because it's one of the adulting things that I think we need to keep doing. And my most recent goal was to sign up for a half Ironman. (laughs) So... Before I get into that, I'm going to talk about like why I think it's important to do the goals. I read that goals are oxygen to our dreams. It's the first step to any journey that we take. And when we apply it to our lives, it fuels our ambitions, it holds us accountable, and it makes the impossible possible because you took the time to write the steps, you know, and... Like I, like I mentioned, I check every box off. I, <laughs> You got to understand, like every time I go through that list, that's why, that's why they actually suggest that you have like a journal and you write, they do write lists and just check them off every day. Like do what you got to do. So anyway, I signed up for a triathlon. And <laughs> if you follow me online, you know that I have done a couple triathlons. Well, I've done four. I did two sprint ones and two Olympic distances. Um, I live in New York, so I've done one in Central Park 
and I did one in Sleepy Hollow and I did New York City Triathlon twice. The New York City Triathlon is the furthest I've gone. It's an Olympic distance. So yeah, I signed up for a half Ironman and it's because my boyfriend talked me into it. <laughs> Actually, I did a lot of it talking to myself too because if you know me, one of my life goals was to do the half Ironman in St. Croix. I grew up in St. Croix and there was a half Ironman that was held there every year and I volunteered for it and I, I'd see people travel from out of the country to visit and train and you'd see like, like part of the year you'd see like triathletes come down and they're cycling around the island and <laughs> we have this huge hill called the Beast. It has like maybe 29% grade. So like you're going uphill for a while. I have no idea how people go up it. I figured like at this level of my triathlete prowess, I could probably run up the hill and it did take me a long time to run up the hill. It's like about a mile and it was the slowest mile I've ever done. But I knew if I had to do it myself on a bike, I probably would be unclipped and run up the hill with my bike instead. But I wanted to do that half Ironman so bad because it's warm, it's in the island, it's in the ocean, it's beautiful. I just made it like my life goal and since I grew up there, I thought it would be significant for me. I'll see my family and I'd also represent <laughs> represent the country that I ended up calling home for a while. But unfortunately, this year the triathlon hasn't been held here. I'm not sure why. I haven't really looked into it. I'm sure I will eventually, but my boyfriend showed me a, <laughs> a half Ironman and he's like, I think this would be your first, your, this would be an ideal first half Ironman. And you know what? He's right. Like I, like for the past year, um, I had some significant changes in my life. Like I moved in with him and I've been adjusting to the new commute. I'm, I'm in a completely new borough now and I'm commuting much further. I'm trying to figure out what to do about my job. I'm trying to figure out what to do about my life right now. And just like where my art is going, I'm an artist. Well, my main job, I'm a senior art director, but on the side, I'm, I, I do illustrations for clients and I, I'm loving where this ambition is taking me, but my passion is running and I really got into this whole triathlete world recently. It's a complete new ball game. And I've just been adjusting with my new life. And of course, when you start a job, like I realize I've been at this job for over two years now and I gained like 40 pounds, <laughs> which is pretty sad because only a couple of years ago, I was doing like ultra marathons, which is anything above 26.2 miles. And one year I ended up running like four ultra marathons, four marathons, did a triathlon. And it was pretty intense year. And I have never successfully trained any year after that to do as much as I did. So I'm trying to make a comeback. And I just realized I love the triathlon life so much more. So anyway, I love to do aspirational things. And with the goal setting, I remember adding skydiving to my list of 30 things I wanted to do before I was 30. And the reason why I did that is because I had a fear of heights. 
So in, with the intentions of facing my fear, I decided to skydive. And you know what? I'm still afraid of heights. <laughs> that never changed. But I love to push myself. And the triathlon was to challenge my swimming and my cycling. And I'm still working on the swimming, believe me. <laughs> because, yes, I build up this endurance in the pool. But swimming in a pool versus swimming in a lake is completely different. And then for the longer distances I've done, the New York City triathlon, the Hudson River just basically takes you in the current. And you, that will be your fastest mile swim ever. So it turns out that the swimming is usually every triathlete's worry. And they they most likely are not 100% confident in swimming. So, I, I mean, I'm with everyone who's getting used to that. Um, but I realized that with learning this discipline, swimming has been my favorite part of the week. And I've realized I'm such a strong cyclist. That, like those are two lessons I would never have known if I hadn't taken these challenges on my for myself. So here's go let's go back to goals because I can tie it back to when I decided to run my first marathon. That was like back in 2012, I believe. So I decided to do a personal marathon. And I mean, this just came out of me just I used to run a lot and then like I did a 5K, I did a half marathon, and I was like, you know what? The next goal is to do a marathon. And of course I was being cheap. <laughs> I didn't sign up for a marathon. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna get a plan online. And I, I used to do Nike Plus back then. So I'm gonna follow Nike, do a personal goal, you know, just end up doing it. Well, <laughs> one of my aunts saw me doing this because I publish my miles online all the time. And she was like, why don't we do Miami Marathon together? And this aunt is so badass that I decided to try a marathon before I ran that marathon with her. So, which was kind of stupid by the way, with the afterthought. But I remembered following a Nike marathon program and I wrote the schedule down, I followed it religiously. And it turns out that I remember I woke at 4 a.m. one day on a Thursday and I had to run 19 miles before I went to work at nine in the morning. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I've learned a lesson since then because after running multiple marathons, I've run 10 marathons that I don't, I'm not required to run 19 miles in the middle of the week. I learned that. But anyway, what I learned from this was I was so dedicated that it, it was on my calendar and I just knew that like, if I had to do four miles, I'll do four miles. If I had to do 10, I'll do 10. And it got to a point where I would just sometimes sleep in my running clothes because this I trained through the winter and in the middle of the winter, you really don't feel like going outside sometimes. Like it's so warm and toasty in bed. So I would literally put my running clothes on the night before. And all I had to do was get up, put on my shoes, put my jacket on and go out that door. So this is the discipline that goal setting sets. 
because I just knew if I wrote it down, I would have to do it. It's on my calendar. I'm going to make it happen. So that's what this marathon training has taught me. And I felt, I feel like a lot of marathoners end up being the most disciplined people. I mean, if <laughs> don't quote me on that because you never know what their lives are after. But I feel like a lot of marathoners share a similar story is that they know that they have to do certain miles a day. They'll do it. And it teaches you so much about yourself that you can actually see something through. So the takeaway is no matter what, set that goal. You know, like, for example, you want to plan a trip. What are the steps are you going to do to go plan that trip? And I also like this thing called um, the 52-week challenge. I think it's like this money challenge where every week you save like you save something more. So if it's like week one, you save a dollar. Week two, two dollars. Week three, three dollars. And it goes on until you get to like week 52 and you save $52. In the end, you end up with $1,300. Like I think it's $1,378. And by the way, I can add this in the show notes. But I think doing something like that just keeps you accountable. And I know a lot of people do that, wait for New Year's Day to do these type of resolutions. But what if like for your resolution you wrote your goals down and you did it. So I decided to do a little bit more research about like goal setting and one of the sites that came up was like mentioning like you won't feel like you're drifting. So and you spend more time thinking about what you want from life instead of just going with the flow. And I I came across a a website I think it's called mindtools.com and they said to set SMART goals. So SMART means specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So if you have like a specific goal, like for example, my triathlon, like I want to do a half Ironman, it's measurable. Like I know, like I know I can get there if I do the amount of swimming, the amount of running. Like today, um, so I'm recording this on a, on a Saturday. I had to do an hour of running and an hour of swimming. I did them both and I checked it off the list. And now I'm recording this. This was actually on my list of things to do today. Also crossing out of the list. And like, it's attainable because I know like I can set this hour and I, I didn't run very fast today. Like it wasn't my best run, but I knew I couldn't make it for an hour. Like I kept looking at my watch and was like, oh no, I'm 45 minutes in, I have 15 more minutes. And granted, I was listening to a podcast, so <laughs> kind of funny, huh? I was listening to a podcast and decided that, you know, it's only 15 more minutes. I'll finish it through. For the swimming, I had an audio pod as well. So I was just there like, let me just make it through this hour. Like you're doing well, like your breathing is right. Your technique is great. I was just really focused. And it's relevant. Like... This, these goals will get me to this half Ironman if I do them well. And it's time bound. So I knew I have, I have this much amount of months before this triathlon. I'm doing all the prep work. It's, it's, <laughs> it's set in stone. I signed up for it. I paid for it. I'm going to do it. 
as long as I'm healthy and I'm taking the steps, I should be fine. So here's how you do your goals. Set a big goal, like create a mood board if you have to and make sure it's like something you really would love to do potentially. And going back to when my teacher was mentioning when I was, when I, I mentioned at the beginning, the teacher who, set, who made me do long-term goals and short-term goals. So the big picture goal is a long-term goal, obviously. Let's say like in the next 10 years, what you wanna do, you wanna own a house <laughs> or you wanna start a family. Then you do these short-term goals and you write them down. Like these little short-term goals will help you get that big goal. So if you wanna buy a house, maybe what you're gonna do is figure out where you're going to live and how much you need to save so that you can put down a down payment. Whether you're gonna buy this house completely in cash or if you're gonna get a loan. So do all these short-term goals. If you wanna start a family, probably. <laughs> well, you know, lots of short-term goals there. And then you, you, so these smaller targets will help you get to that. Once you start planning on that, start working towards it. And you're gonna feel so much more accomplished. So anyway, this is my the fi uh, conclusion of my final, you know, <laughs> the second episode. But the, the next thing for me about this podcast is actually sitting down and writing the goals for it because it's so, there's so many ways this can go. And one of it is actually planning the next topics and the next friends and like setting this big picture of what I want adulting in real life to be. And I hope you enjoyed being with me today. Talk soon. Hey guys, I did mention that I'm a runner and I wear these awesome compression socks. So of course I'm gonna tell you about them. I'm sponsored by Tio. Tio is a yaw word that means to run or jump. And I've been using them for the past two years and it has helped me perform my best at races. It reduces muscle fatigue and helps me recover faster. So to check them out, go to tiux.co. And I do have a referral code, but on the website you can also get 50% off. I have my referral code in the show notes, so please check it out. And you will get 50% off. And if you go to a website and refer your friend, you can get $10 off on the purchases. So check them out. T-I-U-X dot C-O. And by the way, because of all my stuff and giving back, I love that they have social missions as well. So check their website out. Check out their mission. Check out some badass socks. <laughs>